0: Life from Glasgow, The Ali and Oliver Show
1: Life from Glasgow The Alien Oliver Show Hi and welcome to the third episode of the Alien and Oliver Show. I'm Oliver Bright and I'm Ellie Harrison. Uh, today I've got the very exciting task of uh, speaking and doing the introduction for the show, which is normally Ellie's job, but I am learning my way through it, and it's kind of relevant because today's topic, which I've chosen, is initiations. Um, so the reason that I chose initiations really because I wanted to look kind of about something that may be connected to resolutions, which is our original theme, and responsibilities, which is our second show theme, I thought I'd keep with a January theme of kind of different types of uh, learning things and approaching things. I sort of think uh, initiations, they take place a lot in uh, January when people take up new hobbies. But also because if you've listened to the previous shows, you'll know that me and Ellie have been attempting new things. And I've been really thinking a lot about how to be a more serious person. And so I've been really conscious of like the reactions to that and whether I'm allowed to be initiated into that. But before that, Ellie's got some uh, oh yeah. exciting <laughs> topics think it's to so. talk about. I don't think it's really to initiate you excited. into.
2: But I think that one thing to do with doing this radio show, obviously, we're doing it for ourselves, broadcasting from our lounge. Um, but the other thing is that as we go from week to week, we're developing a sort of system for how we go approaching, how we go about approaching the radio show. So the idea of picking a theme each week and then alternating who chooses the theme each week. All of these things are developing as we go. But after the first two shows, we picked the themes responsibility and resolutions and then we panicked that we were getting trapped in a system where they'd all have to be ours. I also decided... (laughs) that we should just pick plural nouns, just because the first theme was a plural (laughs) noun. And I'm also now getting worried that that might be a bit too restrictive. So we've gone for an eye this week. And I was wanting to throw in (laughs) whether it should be um, initiation or initiations, so we don't get trapped in the system of having to do these plural noun things. But I guess it's made me think more about grammar and how these things that you learn at school that I've just completely forgotten about, that you're initiated into at school, about how you use the English language, and then you just kind of forget how words were and how this word initiations comes from the verb to initiate and all of these other things around it. Anyway, so I've been relearning <laughs> some English <laughs> skills this week. But also, um, thinking about the theme of initiations, the radio show itself, getting used to the system... Getting used to the the software that we're using to do it, and how we're processing it on mixed cloud and putting it on the podcast now—all of these things—a um, kind of an initiation of sorts, and that's something that we're still th-
1: <laughs> working
2: um, on and perfecting.
1: I think it's very like you know what you were saying about this idea of like grammar, and like it really resonated when you talked about. Um, going back to school I was thinking like actually initiations is always just about like learning to speak in different ways and learning to speak in appropriate ways to a a certain situation um oh no I forget sorry I cut you off I,
2: I agree with that but I was also thinking oh I wanted to make an apology actually for last week when I completely copped up when (laughs) we were doing because I'm doing all of the tech stuff and like next week we've got a training session so that Oliver can like, take on some of the responsibility. I'm being stability. initiated. Yeah, into <laughs> how to do the technical stuff, for this, getting the this show um, broadcast. But last week I did do a major cock up because I forgot to fade out the... <laughs> when we played John's song, Let's Eat Say, I forgot to fade out the the fact that it was actually taken <laughs> from a Radio 1 broadcast. So this little Welsh man piped up, for any keen l- listeners, who <laughs> may have heard <laughs> this little Welsh DJ uh, popping in at the end. He wasn't, in fact, in the room with us. He was pre-recorded about a year ago in some studio, high-tech studio for the BBC. So sorry about that and I hope that things will go a bit smoother with our songs for this week, Um, which are all quite exciting. But I think they've got quite a
1: different vibe this time, but I was trying to think like definitely connecting to initiations, I'm very interested at the moment in the idea of getting used to things and how that's kind of a legitimate way of appreciating different forms of things. And that is, I've been trying to think of the best way to sort of articulate uh, that kind of sentiment. Um, and I was thinking about it when you really like a band, and you listen to their first album a lot, and you really love it, and then you know their second album's coming out, and you're like really anticipating it being great, which obviously the minute you start to anticipate something is always a problem. <laughs> but like instead of being disappointed... So you get the CD and the, the band have done something completely different and you think, oh, how am I ever going to get into this? But again, it's, um, I would say the best way to do it is to put that CD on repeat and listen to it over and over again because eventually you'll get used to it and you'll begin to understand the different form or the kind of the language or the grammar, if we want <laughs> to go back to what Ellie was talking about. You'll begin to get used to the kind of grammar of that CD. Uh, oh, CD's a bit old-fashioned now. This is quite embarrassing to say CD. <laughs> I should say something a bit more high-tech. Um, but, yeah, so I'm very interested in kind of getting used to it as a, as a phenomenon. In
2: the form of initiation, maybe. In if the
1: form of an, uh, kind of initiating yourself to new sounds. Um, and that really... Um, sorry, Ellie, you wanted to say something, so no, you should I just definitely jump
2: in. say, what I've forgotten about is our beautiful jingles.
1: While we're on the subject of science, we should definitely talk about these jingles and maybe I tell you what, this is an Ellie and Oliver Show exclusive. We are going to initiate you uh, into a new jingle from Short Legs. Just a little Ellie brief one.
0: Show. That's what you are listening to now.
2: Amazing, and it's just (laughs) one of those things like having to learn how to actually work the software so that we can interject these beautiful jingles into the radio show in a more sort of fluid, more
1: confident. We're definitely going to get more confident with things, and just like learn the trade a bit. I suppose like when we're talking about learning about a new trade and getting used to a situation, I thought like maybe it would be time actually to just introduce the first song so that we can get onto the bulk of conversation. Uh, I've chosen the first piece of music this week. It's quite a wild one, but hopefully you'll get used to it. I tell you, I had to as well. It's, um, <laughs> it was a commission by Royal Opera House last year for Mark Anthony Turnage, his new opera, Anna Nicole. And I had that situation where I loved his previous music. This one took me a while to get into, so I really had to initiate myself into the way that that was written. But also, this is taken from a scene from Anna Nicole, which is an opera by Marc Anthony Turnage, and in this scene, she's being initiated into the world of lap dancing. Okay. The song...
0: you. Mm-hmm.
2: goodness oh my goodness okay so that was a little bit of an initiation into (laughs) the world of contemporary british opera making oliver perhaps you could say a little (laughs) bit more to justify this well
1: and the thing is what i'm gonna say is that i knew that it was kind of a strange choice but, but i thought it was kind of interesting formally because usually you know we select these songs that have got very like structured ending and beginning and like kind of set pattern like verses and choruses and it's super easy to listen to that kind of music. I just thought it would be interesting to like really introduce a different form really that has kind of like a lot looser and because obviously it's just taken from a section. The point at which just before Anna Nicole learns that she needs to get a boob job and I think that it's really like the great thing about Anna Nicole is that I mean she's not a great example in terms of what ca- what became of her but She was someone who was really doing it for herself, you know. She came from a small town and just kept on, like, going until she got, well... She um, had initiative, didn't she? She did have initiative. And I
2: guess that's something that comes from the word initiation. She had the initiative to sort of see how she could uh, make her fortune, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and not be scared to kind of enter new situations, you know, like... I mean, maybe when she entered the lap dancing world, she... uh, D- didn't really know what she was letting herself in for but you know she was constantly then she entered this kind of much more famous world and the world of reality TV like she's kind of one of the uh, initiators I think the Anna Nicole Smith show is like very much pre a lot of the other reality TV shows that are around now uh, and certainly a lot more extreme although I think it's quite difficult to watch them now; it's quite sad <laughs> um, but yeah I mean we really wanted to talk about the ideas of entering new situations uh, and and especially for me I mean, because I've been talking about this kind of trying to find a new way of speaking and being serious. I've had, like, at least two people, Ellie Harrison included (laughs) this week, who've kind of implied they don't really like the new Oliver and that they hope that the old Oliver will be coming back at some point. Which I think, you know, like, I know that it might seem difficult for other people to get to, but, I mean... I talked about Lauren Hill a bit last week and I'm just going to bring her in a little bit more just because I do admit that I think I went a bit Lauren Hill crazy last week and I took her words very seriously like, to the point that I was beginning to think about like believing in God because she talks a lot about God. Uh, and I, but the one thing that I do sort of agree with her is that when you try out a new way of uh, being and other people around you that are used to the old you, it takes them a while to kind of get initiated into that uh, new type of person and in a way they tried to, Lauren Hill says, they tried to hold you emos- emotionally hostage by trying to, to stop you from changing. Yeah.
2: I mean, I uh, my reaction to it, especially when you actually said live on air that you didn't want to be seen as a giggling mutley, giggling in the background, hoo hoo hoo, hoo in the <laughs> whenever we were talking about things in the first show, but the fact that you are now consciously not doing that is making me think, God, I really am a giggling mutley because that's all I'm doing is giggling away.
1: But and I, I think, think it's about the balance, right?
2: It's about balance. I guess it's about yin and yang. Maybe you can be really serious for the whole of the the whole year, Oliver, and the, I'll be the the frivolous one. Well,
1: the thing is, I still think that I'm trying to initiate myself into the idea of what serious really means to me and how. I, like I've been thinking about this week how it's about kind of speaking with a certain clarity that when I speak, I feel a certain excitement in my stomach because I know that I've. Oh, sorry. That's not very serious, had a little, little belch on air. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, that feeling in my stomach, that kind of tingly feeling when I think, yeah, I totally meant what I just said then, it was really clear, and I w- it seemed totally rational. But and you that's, I guess, what I want to be able to do.
2: I don't know whether I'm doing that on air. Sometimes
1: I think it's about being switched on all the time. I don't think you can do it all the time.
2: No, I think it is really difficult, because I think starting to do the, the radio show, because I was going to talk about our baptism of fire, which is one of those... <laughs> Nice little slogans that I thought of or, or phrases that I thought of when I was thinking about the theme of initiation or being flung in at, flung in at the deep end. Because the first radio show, which I wanted to talk about, was at Wonderbar Festival because we wanted to do a big shout-out to Cola. Oh, Cola Chan, big shout-out
1: to Cola. Who
2: is the beautiful woman who actually invited us to do these radio shows on Culture Lab She radio. initiated the
1: whole process.
2: She initiated it. And that was back in uh, end of October, beginning of November, when we were down in Newcastle. And it was Wonderbar Festival. And I hosted two radio shows. And I invited Oliver to come and uh, be a co- be my guest on, w- on one of these shows. But one thing I realized <laughs> was about radio. And I listen to a lot of radio, but I don't do, uh, give... Uh, this was my first broadcast, uh, is that you have to kind of talk in a continual stream because dead air is like one of the the greatest sins of radio broadcasting. And this is something that if you listen to our first podcast where we're trying out all of these crazy different accents from all around the country, uh, that dead air was quite a concern because when you realise that you, you might think you can do an accent but then... Oh, yeah, um, you're
1: still really getting uh, getting used to it. But we are... Um, you've
2: got to be quite fluent. It's all right to say one word in a Scottish accent, but to string together a sentence and make it sound convincing is quite another thing. But... Um,
1: We do want to do actually another big shout out to Becky Darlington who was working at Wonderbar Festival because it's her birthday today. We sent her a little tweet just in case we forgot, but I think I might as well just pounce on this opportunity to say happy birthday. Happy, Uh, and also a big shout out to Emily Chapel in Glasgow who was our first Twitter follower because this week we've been initiating ourselves into the world of Twitter. Uh, and if anyone wants to send us some tweets on how to get better at tweeting and any kind of tips and hints, we'd be really grateful because we're sort of doing it for ourselves. We are. <laughs>
2: and it would be really useful. We're at Ellie and Oliver, and we're both pretty new to Twitter. Um, but we have, we're have we very pleased to say we've gone from zero, we had zero responsibility to zero followers <laughs> last week, to 48, I think. 48? I think that's okay.
1: It'd be nice if we could creep up to maybe 100 by next week. I'd like it if you could kind of spread that word around to your friends, retweet us.
2: It would be quite amazing. But, um, yeah, so initiating into Twitter. I mean, I run a Twitter boycott, which some of you may be aware of, at Ellie Harrison. I've had that account since 2007, but I actively don't use it. I don't know. <laughs> There's such a thing as actively not using. Yeah, something. it's a passive protest. It's a passive protest. Yeah, or it's a it's a passive protest, I suppose. I don't quite know why, and uh, I've slipped through the net now because I'm now <laughs> using the at alien Oliver <laughs> account instead. Um,
1: but, but no one will ever know, right? It'll be okay. No um, one will ever be able to know it's the two different Ellie's. We were going to talk a bit about kind of this introduction into different social situations. Like Because I had a conversation with someone the other day we were talking about like when you go to work and like that real neurosis before you go into a new situation where people are like, where they all know each other and like the way that they react to you could say whether you get initiated or not. And so, you know, before you go into a new situation, you have that kind of neurotic moment where you kind of figure out what's the best type of persona to put across in that situation like do you want to be serious or do you want to be frivolous I've tried both in different occasions and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't Um, but Ellie I know that you're going through an initiation process of a kind at a minute and I don't know if you want to initiate us (laughs) into that world a little bit
2: so I think um, what the yin and yang of our resolutions, like you're being more serious, and I think that uh, when I talked about my resolutions in the first week, one was uh, w- attempting to give up writing emails, the other one was just putting this ridiculous answer phone message on my phone, but both of them were my attempts to have, a, I guess, a less serious relationship with work. And the hope of, like, creating this less serious relationship with, with work is that I could have more balance, more um, balance in, um, in my, between my life and in work. So, this year I decided that I would take on more extracurricular activities, <laughs> you could call them. So, I decided uh, to start Roller Derby. I thought this would be a good way of, hi- well, initiating myself into this new and quite brutal physical activity – Um, but also meeting people in the city of Glasgow and, well, just uh, doing this completely crazy sport, which if you don't know anything about, you should look it up. So uh, every Tuesday evening for the next few months, I am going down to this uh, local leisure centre and doing 3 hours roller derby training, which involves putting on roller skates and basically learning how to throw yourself on the floor in a way that isn't going to hurt too much.
1: I was wondering, Ellie, actually, specifically, I was thinking about when you first went on that first night and you said there was, like, 90 people there. I was wondering, like, how you felt. Like, because I was thinking that's such a frightening situation and just all that prep that you have to do about thinking, like, what's the right type of personality to put across? And, like, you know, like, when you first arrive somewhere, there's always just one person stood on their own who hasn't managed to kind of find that moment to initiate. Like, and I always have a massive, like, paranoia that it's going to be me unless you just, like throw yourself in there like unless you start and like are properly quite yeah. forceful with people yeah. then it's yeah. tricky
2: well i was late which didn't help so i did have to sort of sneak in and then i was i decided to wear quite subdued clothes so that i would lateness sort of, i like, think is a good well, tactic though it was all right and then i tried because i think a lot of people were, were were on their own so i wasn't completely sort of
1: Alone in being But how do you work out who the first person is that you approach? Because I always remember when I was at school, they said... The ones that look most powerful. Uh, All the ones that look weakest. I remember being told when I first started a new school that you should never be friends with the people who want to make friends with you first when you start a new school because they're always going to be like... (laughs) (laughs) The dodgy ones.
2: No, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But So I, I talked to the ones that looked like they were in charge and then I guess I always also talked to the ones who were... Maybe just sat closest to me and just burbled out some stuff. But last week, in my second training session, I um, went in my red trousers, which I thought was quite bold because I'd gone from wearing quite subdued clothing to thinking, "What? Well, you're a bit like out. Queen of the Jungle now, oh isn't yeah, it? I just after after a while, red, red trousers." And I do like to sort of, and I went to the pub after the session that is, that is
1: important. But I think that that's when it flows naturally, you know, like when you're building up and, like, getting into things. There are other situations, Say, so, like, I was thinking of a work environment where everyone's on the same level and you don't really see the manager, so you couldn't do your trick of, like, that kind of always approaching people who look like they're in control, but you also can't be too foolish because people sort of get annoyed by that. Say, for example, when I first started at Glasgow School of Art, where we met on the MFA, like, on the first day the initiation process. I just brought a banana with me and deliberately didn't bring a pen or paper because I knew then I could ask people for that stuff, and that's a good way to get but talking.
2: it's funny that you've brought that up, because that is my first impression of Oliver Brain. I thought he was an idiot. <laughs> who goes to their first day at a new school without a pen to make notes? And I just thought, who is this buffoon sat behind me screeching? And <laughs> and I, I think I remember turning around and giving him an evil eye. Yeah, I
1: was quite <laughs> frightened actually. But you know. Yeah, I remember you just sticking your hand out to me and saying like, "I'm Ellie," and I was thinking like, "God, who is this obnoxious 19-year-old sat in front of me?"
2: I am not 19. <laughs> I'm 29 years old, and I have been an artist since 2001. But you know? <laughs> um, I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. But.
1: Yeah, it was an initiation tactic, you know, because you've got to, you know, and I tried, sometimes I tried to be friendly. I tried that when I first started my old, well, I say old job, the job that I still have. I tried being really upbeat and friendly on the first day, but I was told by my manager there used to be another woman who was really upbeat and she really annoyed people. So that kind of quashed me on that, and then I didn't really know how to react. So I've just, I feel kind of like I've never really fully initiated myself into that situation. Like, I can, I can never really fully relaxed because i haven't like been given the keys to the kingdom if you like which i think initiation is a little bit about sort of having to be a bit of a beggar until someone <laughs> says it's all right for you to have been initiated and then you can put new people through that but if you if you fail the initiation process you're sort of always in a kind of limbo oh goodness i think it fa- can happen at yeah, work yeah it's happened to me a couple of times because you have to be a bit more appropriate and if you're naturally a bit of a naughty person you yeah. can't really always let that loose
2: I know, well I'm a bit of a naughty person at my at, when I work at the GFT, although I probably shouldn't say, <laughs> <laughs> or no, but then I'm a volunteer when I work at the uh, Glasgow Film H- uh, Theatre, so I think that um, I don't have as much responsibility as I would have if I was actually a paid employee and I am a bit of a naughty limbo and I think as a, volun- uh, a volunteer it's difficult to know w- whether you're at the lowest at the bottom of the pile or <laughs> that well, you're I think actually a little bit special it's
1: tricky. well it's tricky it's tricky if you're for work or for pleasure as well i think like say with work it might be all right but for your pleasure your new hobby that you've yeah. taken up that you were talking about before perhaps there is there are it's easier yeah. to strategize that
2: well yeah i think i'm going to be very serious about being very frivolous about my new hobby because in at the end of uh, four months training, I have to do my minimum requirements test, which they call the mins, Venus <laughs> velocity, who's my coach. She calls them the mins, so I have to pass that, and I'm building up to that every week, and we'll give you a progress report on how I'm getting on, but I'm very serious about <laughs> trying to pass it, and then I get promoted into the, the main league. Um, but we're going to finish because this has come to the end of this show, which uh, is very sad. Uh, on a high. We're gonna on finish. a high. On a complete high. Um, and maybe Roller Derby will be something that will recur throughout the, the course of the year, and we can monitor my progress. But this is a theme tune for the Glasgow Roller Girls. This Shout is out, out run to. to them. Shout out to them. Uh, this is an old song from 1976. It's The Ramones, and it's... Blitzkrieg, Bop, which I'm not quite <laughs> ready to fight, but it's oh, okay. you wanted to
1: finish up. Well, with? yeah, no, I'd really like to just reiterate again that we are just getting used to Twitter. We're going to be a lot more uh, au okay fait with that. So totally tweet us, add us, pass us around, shout out to the roller girls. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, send us some stories about initiation. Thanks for listening.
3: See are